Welcome back to the Rural Roundup, hosted by me, Kerry Hammond. This show is produced in association with the Scottish Government. On today's episode, Tiffany, George and Robert catch up after the Royal Highland Show. They discuss the difficulties around bracken control and round up sector performance at the moment. We're also joined today by Alexander Pitty, Senior Consultant at SAC Consulting and host of the Thrill of the Hill podcast, one of our sister podcast shows, and he tells us what's coming up on his podcast this year. Hi George, Robert, how are you doing? I'm fine, Tiffany. Uh, Robert, I believe you spent the weekend at the show. Yeah, no, um, I just had a Thursday at the show this year, so all changed, we weren't, weren't showing and... There was a wee boy at home that was quite well. He wasn't keen to be. He would. He'd have loved to be at the Highland Show, but he'd have been a nightmare at the Highland Show. So we had the, had a day's working and then the rest of the time at home. So, yeah. How was the show this year? I didn't manage to make it up. Uh, it was amazing. I would say it was a proper buzzing, you know, full blown Highland Show again. And and I don't know. There was there just seemed to be certainly on the Thursday there was was great weather. It was probably just hot enough for showing cattle, showing sheep. Um, but for the people that were there, there was I. Everybody was in pretty high spirits, and the things were good. And then the addition of the golden shears this year—that was um, the world sheep shearing co- competition—is was a, a huge draw for uh, people from all over the world, and brought a big difference to the show this year as well. Yeah, definitely something great to have at the show. They did have a live stream and I managed to watch some bits of it on the live stream. And I think that was a fantastic way for people to at least be able to have a watch and see what was going on with the Golden Shears. And I'm sure there's many people who hadn't made it to the show, but were able to watch it on the live stream like I did. I watched a fair bit of it actually. And it's it's an amazing thing. And you then think... We know the showground, we know the show, we know the McRobert Pavilion, we know all that stuff, but many people around the world don't. And it would be interesting to know how widely streamed that was because it would, you know, there was competitors from all over the world. And I think Scotland was showcased really, really, really well. It was really well organised. Um, great sheep, great competition. And then also through it, there was adverts, there was. You know a bit of a story of what what Scotland's all about. And I think it's it's just great to see things done so well and and showcasing what we do on a really global stage rather than just to ourselves. Yeah, it sounds really good. So just before the Highland Show started, I noticed there had been um, a release about Agilox. So that's the herbicide which has been used to control bracken on farms, and I've seen that it's not been authorized to use this season. Yes, Tiffany. I mean, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm, you know, from the northeast, um, Earl, we don't really have much hills. It's, it's more of a hill and upland um, a question, I think. Um, Robert, that's, you probably see more, uh, more use of it in your area. Um, just why is it so important? Yeah, it, so it's a very much as a, you know, if you, the further up the west coast you go, the more bracken you start to see. And, and, you know, controlling bracken is something we've been doing for generations. I think for the West Coast, I do worry, um, the West Coast, the Highlands, what does it look like if we can't actually go and, and control this this stuff? We see it as a, or apparently a bracken is a pioneer for woodland. So it's the it's the first thing that grows 
before birch starts to grow and before we, we actually start to develop a woodland. But ironically, one of the the biggest users of Azulox is the forestry industry in Scotland as Brackens actually outcompetes commercial forestry. So we've got a problem and I don't know, there's, there's solutions for certain ground, there's bracken, bashers and organic ways of doing it, even just grazing and poaching with cattle can help. But the actual, you know, the, there's nothing else we can helicopter spray, there's nothing else we can we can use on vast areas of the country when we're looking at hundreds of acres of bracken and even controlled i don't know i don't know what we're going to do and and i think from a from a farmer perspective what we need to do if this has a big impact on what we are going to do we have to tell people you know when we've got a problem we do have to share that problem to try and make it better i mean i think every year it, it's quite clearly it's a contentious issue um and and are the rights and the wrongs all day long i suppose um but every year there's this decision has to be made and um and this is the first time it's kind of gone the other way really and and, and you quite you see the farming press and as i said it, it's a it's a contentious issue it's definitely a tricky situation um but it is it does pose a risk to human animal and environmental health so the people at the top must have made that decision on the evidence they've got as to why it is harmful um but it's difficult to see you have to try and see it from both points of view but i definitely can understand that farmers are going to find it very frustrating particularly if they're reliant on it we have a few clients in ayrshire who've got pretty accessible bracken so it's on bracken always grows on the good parts of a hill so it, it likes a dry soils pretty good p and k levels so it's it's an indicator of a fertile hill um which is obviously why we want to control it to an extent as well um but there are non-chemical methods organic methods of doing it we've a, a few guys who are working really well with a, a bracken basher like a roller to, to crimp the bracken a uh, in kind of midsummer uh, and it seems to be working pretty well but the challenge on that one is where it grows and how it grows so you've got to a be able to travel on it with an atv which obviously depends on how steep it is and how many how many hidden objects are within it as quite often you hear of people who are a come a cropper with a big rock in the middle of a a stand of bracken and things so it's 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 with caution a there's a there's a good story to tell there but there are big chunks of the country that are a more challenged or, or or it's not practical to use a a, a roller type method well but i think um, you talking about the inaccessibility of some of those areas potentially this is where we could start using unmanned vehicles to get onto those kind of in between areas where you don't want to risk somebody going up there um, but i do know a lot of areas are too steep for that um, thinking about what else you can do, the Scottish government advice is suggesting using physical methods like rolling and cutting um, when they can be used and tree planting is a long-term solution. So we'll see how we deal with the control of bracken going forward. I know a lot of farmers um, down here in the borders are going to be happy now because it has started raining again so that will really help the crops. George, um, what is what are the crops looking like, and how are the prices doing at the moment with harvest not far away? 
Um, I think it's probably fair to say that um, some of the winter crops are looking fine. Um, obviously, there was enough moisture in the soil for them. The sun came out at the right time, so the grains are filling. Spring barleys are a bit disappointing. Um, there's no doubt about it. I mean, they're, they're, they're coming out in their head. You know, there's awns are out, the head's coming out, and they've just not got the height. It's um, So that's a bit worrying in terms of, how much straw there's going to be about, and it's never really a good sign. Some of some of the crops have been in the ground six, seven weeks, and they've reached on's peeping. Never used results in big yields. Um, the other thing at the back of a lot of farmers' minds now is that the prices have come way back. Um, you know they're half what they were uh, at harvest time, really. Um, feed barley is. 140s, 150 um, at a push and there seems to be quite a bit of it still slushing about um, so there is a bit of a reality check for our old farmers last year at Tura Show um, they were buzzing, things were great, um, people were looking for their product and big big prices, um, this year there's a much, bit more trepidation That's interesting to hear how it changes so quickly as well Elise, I'm hoping that a lot of um, people probably had slightly better fertiliser prices this year, though. Um, if they left it later, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think what we're finding is that people generally have had one bad year of fertiliser prices, and, and it's kind of they're going to have to look at, look at things over two, three years, and, and average it out. I think that's what it's going to be. They'll get good grain prices one or two years, expensive fertiliser one or two years, and it'll just to balance, to balance it out really. That sounds like good advice looking over a longer period. Robert, is it looking peachy in the beef world or is that also crashing? No, it's um, it's interesting. So the beef world had a good year last year, but we had inflated prices. So we had um, our input costs were obviously through the roof and that certainly is changing. You know, it's not going to go back to the levels that we were, were used to, um, but Certainly feed and fertiliser prices are back. We've had rain, so across the country we've had rain and grass supplies are are improving. And yeah, the price of beef is holding up. Um, the I mean, it's holding up at a, a very, very high height. It has a wee, a few fluctuations here and there, but it's still a, a lot closer to £5 a kilo as it is £4 a kilo. Cull cows are still a good trade. Um, numbers are still declining. So the, the number of cows in the country is still in, or it certainly feels like it's on the way down just with no one's keeping passengers. Um, and passengers never paid anyway, to be fair. So uh, with those animals getting culled out, we've got less, uh, a smaller calf crop, which ultimately means supply and demand is in in favour of those that have got the product to sell. Um, it's changing. You know, it's there's always changes. Uh, at the moment, barbecues have been on beef consumption is good and the uh, the outlook for this year for beef and sheep producers is is reasonably good so yeah 2023 looks like it's going to be a pretty buoyant year for beef and sheep producers thanks robert that's definitely good to hear that trade uh, for livestock's good at the moment and thanks both for joining us today and we'll see you again next time thanks tiffany Biodiversity is a hot topic and important to consider on all farms. Do you know what habitats you have and what you could be doing to enhance those habitats? 
The Scottish Borders Women in Agriculture group are being joined by David Brown, expert on all things biodiversity. David will walk us through identifying the habitats and management practices which will enhance your site. If you're in the Borders, you can book your space on Thursday the 13th of July at 2pm at Whitrigs Farm in Denholm through the link in the show notes. Also, the Borders Women in Agriculture group is mixing things up this year and men are welcome. So bring along your husband, father, son or neighbour and come and enjoy this meeting. If you're in the Highlands and are interested in woodland creation, then there's an event for you on Wednesday the 19th of July at 10am. At the award-winning Knockbane Farm in Dingwall, ITN, the Integrating Trees Network, and Richard Lockett will discuss well-designed riparian planting and how it can play a key role in reducing peak flows and diffuse pollution and improve your water quality as well as providing environmental and multiple other benefits. ITN will look at how best to design your planting, shape, scale, location, spacing, tree type and cultivation methods to meet your objectives. ITN will also have staff from Scottish Forestry joining them to discuss funding and first steps to woodland creation. Book now through the link in the show notes. So hello Faz, uh, my name is Alec Perry. I am an agricultural consultant here at SAC Consulting in the southwest of Scotland and I am the host of the Thrill of the Hill podcast. So fundamentally the idea behind Thrill of the Hill and the reason that we felt it was an important topic was the less favoured area in Scotland takes up the highest proportion of agricultural land in the country. Um, there's obviously a, a very kind of dynamic patchwork of different activities that are happening in the farmed upland environment. Uh, whether we're talking about beef enterprises, sheep enterprises, um, alternative land use, forestry, peatland, there's a whole host of things going on. And we felt it was really important that we kind of created a platform that allowed people to come on and discuss why they're particular issue matters to them. My background, I'm originally from a, a dairy farm um, in Kintyre, so maybe not something that you would initially think is um, too bothered about what goes on in the in the farmed upland environment. Um, however, when I started uh, work as a consultant with SAC, um, my particular area of interest was conservation and, and climate change. Um, obviously, these are big policy drivers for Scottish government. They're hugely important and influential to where we're going as a, a sector. Um, and uh, felt it was important that we have a kind of broader discussion about those. So when we started Thrill of the Hill, um, it, we were just coming into the, the pandemic, if I'm allowed to, to date um, this, uh, this segment, um, and we originally envisioned Thrill of the Hill to be a series of on-farm meetings discussing many of the topics that we've already covered, but we thought we would take a punt with, uh, with podcasting. Um, I certainly didn't see myself as a natural podcaster and we didn't really know how it was going to all work out, but really pleased that people have responded so well to it um, and uh, we hope that we can just keep that going. Um, moving uh, into to season four now, we are covering some topics that we've already had, but we also think that it's important that there are new and exciting things coming down the line all the time and we want to cover as much as possible. I think when you're talking about favorite episodes if i had to pick out some of my personal favorites um i think 
It's difficult to get past the deer management podcast that we did in season one with the Venison Advisory Service. I really enjoyed that. It wasn't a topic that I knew very much about at all, but obviously deer are hugely influential in the the farmed upland environment. So I think that was a really good one. Um, More recently, I I was a big fan of the spawning success episode that we did with the Ayrshire Rivers Trust. Um, I think the farmed water environment is maybe something that farmers don't think an awful lot about. You know, if if it's fenced off, if it's on the other side of the farm boundary, it's kind of um, removed from from the the kind of decision-making process. Um, But I think those guys brought a really unique kind of um, slant on why it's still important for, for farmers to pay attention to. One of the things that's really important for me with Thrill of the Hill is that, yes, we have a company with with a a kind of broad knowledge base that we can bring to bear, but it's also important that we bring in outside voices and different perspectives. Having said that, um, Robert Ramsey, um, the host of Stock Talk, um, is a kind of frequent contributor to Thrill of the Hill. He kind of regularly comes on to discuss um, issues, particularly um, as they pertain to to the beef sector. I think it's difficult to get past the virtual fencing podcast that uh, he and and Malcolm McDonald came on to to discuss. I've really enjoyed that discussion. Obviously, it's a kind of cutting-edge technology, and I think it could have huge application for for the uplands. When we're looking at some of the more recent episodes that we've uh, we've come out with... um, the uh, the Game Birds podcast that uh, we recorded with the Game and Wildlife Conservation Trust, it was really good. Again, one of those topics that I'm not too familiar in. Um, we don't do an awful lot of work um, in that that sector, but again, hugely important to, to the farmed upland environment. Um, we followed that up with an episode on predator control with Paul Chapman. Uh, again, a topic that kind of came up in multiple different episodes and we thought it was important to kind of spotlight it in and of itself and then the most recent one that we've uh, we've just recorded is the flock of the future and so we sat down with Kirsten Williams here at SAC Consulting and we discussed what uh, what goes into a productive flock and what do sheep farmers in the uplands need to be conscious of moving into the future. So in terms of the lineup for the next couple of episodes and what to expect um, going forward into season four, we have an episode on deer management. It's a topic that we covered back in season one and we just wanted to revisit that. We have an episode on bracken control. Uh, We're recording this um, in the backdrop of the Highland show and we know bracken control is really topical right now. So it's something that we want to hit on. And uh, we have uh, an episode on on links reintroduction that uh, that we're really excited about um, to to bring you guys. Outside of Thrill of the Hill, um, my particular area of interest within the consultancy is very much conservation and and climate change related. And to that extent, I, I do a lot of agri environment climate scheme applications. Um, more recently, we're, we're working on a lot of nature restoration fund applications with Nature Scott. Um, I uh, sit in the uh, the Land Use and Environment Committee as an invitee for NFUS, and, and that's been really exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, we I recognize that obviously climate change and biodiversity decline, the, the nature crisis and, and the climate crisis, if you like, are big policy drivers for Scottish government. I, I think farmers are receptive to that and we're seeing greater uptake um, on, on both counts. And uh, people want to take that seriously. And it's it's really it's a really rewarding part of the job to, to see um, 
those elements of, of farm businesses change over time and um, people will drive past a farm and, and might look at things like a, a slurry store or a general purpose shed. Um, I get huge satisfaction out of driving past a, a, a farm that has just put in, you know, a length of new hedge or maybe there's a pond that's been dug. You know, it's it's the same kind of feeling. So in terms of what I do with my, my own personal time, um, I have actually just enrolled to continue in education. I, I am beginning a master's in wildlife and conservation management starting in September this year. And uh, and that's going to take up a, a huge chunk of my time. But uh, I, uh, I spend a lot of time over on Aaron. Um, we have the climate change benchmarking group that always keeps me busy. And uh, when I can, I'll, I like to get back to, to Kintyre and see the family. Just want to reiterate, I'm, I'm really pleased with the reception that we've had for Thrill of the Hill. Um, thank you to, to everybody who's listening and to anybody who might be interested, to anybody who wants to contribute. We, we always say that, you know, if you're LFA, come have your say. We're, we're quite happy to, to hear um, competing and, and opposing points of view on Thrill of the Hill. I hope that you guys are enjoying it and, uh, and thanks very much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rural Roundup. Subscribe to this channel to make sure you get notified of new episodes and we'll see you back here on the 19th of July for our next episode. The Farm Advisory Service Podcast. Audio advice on livestock, crops and soils, environment, rural business and more. Brought to you in association with the Scottish Government.